Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited you decided to join us. Uh, before we jump in today and talk about today's topic, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market, bar none. We are excited they have signed on for another year of sponsorship. Um we believe in their product. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged. Mention any of our podcasts. Mention Coach Collins, and you'll get four hundred fifty dollars off. Um, it is the best shoe machine on the market, bar none. Also, go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better. A lot of different uh, updates and price changes, and um, some interesting things on the horizon for next week. Um, something that I think that will change your coaching. Uh, forever. So just kind of listen and, uh, and tune in for that. Um, for the next couple of days, we're going to um, give you some sneak peeks on some of our podcasts in our, in our podcast um, network. Uh, today, we're going to give the, the leadership basketball pod, the basketball leadership podcast. Um, it's uh, I'll put the link down below. If you want to come over and, and sign up for that and listen to it, it goes out weekly and it's going to talk about basketball. It's going to leadership and culture and, and building the team that you want. So, um, I hope you enjoy it, and let's head off to the podcast. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Basketball Leadership Podcast. Here are your hosts, Steve Collins and Greg Berg. Hey, Coach. Welcome to the Basketball Leadership Podcast. I'm so excited you decided to join us. Um, before we jump in, I'd just like to give a big shout out. First of all, the Coach Berg's site. He was so nice and kind of jumping in and doing this podcast with me. It's gberge.gumroad.com. Go over and check it out. He's got his team, lead, team leader OS, which is awesome. Rocks. I'm just telling you. But he's got his all sorts of free preseason checklists, leadership things. Go over and check it out. Um, and then go also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, I would put it up 14 day free trial. We, you don't, you can go and kick the tires around and look at everything and look at the preseason course and the off season course and everything that you need to become a better basketball coach. That's how much I believe in this uh, resource. It's something I would have wanted as a young coach. I think it's something that you'll want So go over and check it out and let's head off to the podcast. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Basketball Leadership Podcast. I was just talking to Coach about this actual topic when we were just before we were jumping on, so I think uh, we're just going to jump in because I, I think it's a, I think everyone does this a little differently. We're going to talk about captain selection. Um, 
Go ahead, Coach. What's your thoughts on captain selection? Well, first of all, I think the, the thing that we all need to understand is we don't need captains, but we do need leaders. Okay, that's step one. I think number two is there's a lot of ways to select captains, and there's no right way or no wrong way. Um, but there there are some wrong ways I think to do it. Um, and so I'm just gonna I'm gonna go through a, a couple of I guess what do you what do you think the most common way? Because in my work with Jeff Jansen, we got some data and some stuff on this. What's the most common way? Do you think that that teams pick captains? They sit in a room, they vote, and the person that gets the most vote becomes yep. the captain. Yep, that I think that's like thirty two percent of the time or something. That's the way it's done and. And, you know, there's some pros to that, but there's also a lot of cons to that. And then number two popularity would be, contest. Yep. And number two would be coach selects. Yep. And that is number two. And those are the two most common. <laughs> and the, the, the positive with the coach selection is as a coach, you think you get who you want. The negative is just because you think um, they're a good captain or leader doesn't mean they have any influence or have the voice of the rest of their team or their teammates. And that can be a disaster when we pick someone to have a title and a leadership role that the kids don't even view someone that, you know, they respect in some regard. Um, and that just creates a lot of negatives. So, you know, those are the the two most common. Um, there's other things. Uh, another one that I'm not a huge fan of, but some do is a seniority. So seniors are captains. Um, they just assign. Oh, really? Yes. I, that's the third most common is seniors or captains. And I, wow. I think you can imagine the the challenge that's going to have where uh, you, in my mind, you, you create entitlement. Um, it's kind of like, are your seniors entitled to all get to play just because they're seniors or is everything earned? And, and I'm a big believer, our whole mantra of our program, no deposit, no return. Everything is earned. Playing time is earned. Leadership is earned. All of that is earned. Um, but yeah, the seniority one is, is I think wow. a, a tough one. Um, and then there's a lot of, you know, there's rotation system, there's hybrid models where, you know, maybe a, a player nominates themselves and then the coach kind of approves it. There's leadership councils on bigger teams. Um, there's an interview application process. Uh, and then there's one, and I think you're going to go here, but no captain is selected. Um, and that, that's an option. And, uh, and then finally, uh, the worst one is when you don't have leaders at all and the coach has to be the leader. And so there's a lot well, of yes. ways to select well, the leadership leaders. council one intrigues me. One of my friends does leadership council. That does intrigue me because I think you get more voices. You um, do. And I think for bigger teams, like football teams, I think that's really a positive because you might have 50, 60, 70 kids in some regard and you got position groups and you need, you know, you need leadership. Right in each group. I, I know, you know, Deion Sanders, their, their team is going crazy right now at Colorado and he doesn't have captains. Uh, he calls them, I have leaders and I have dogs. <laughs> That's what he called them, which I thought was interesting. But I think more and more people are shifting away from captains because it does, it can create a, uh, this positional authority thing, which can be really negative on a team. I think you have to do it right. I mean, if you have a captain, um, you really have to be clear with your kids what a captain means, what you're looking for. Um, I, I know, and I can talk about what I generally do. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about what you do or you want me to go first. Well, I don't I don't have captains per se, yep. um, but it's also there's a little bit of a legacy. Like you have captains at the beginning of the game that have to talk to the official. Yeah. Um, 
but I've never in probably 15 years told who to go to center circle. They just know. They know. <clears throat> I, they just, I do and, a lot of that. And they just go. And it's like, and we don't make a big deal about it because it's like, it might, you know, it really, I, if the I'm wrong kid goes to the center circle, the other leaders are going to tell him to, you don't, what are you doing? Like, yeah. go back and be like, and I've never had an issue of like, that person shouldn't be there. Um, you know, I've had maybe more than I want to go to that center circle, but I've never had someone like, Ooh, that should that no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Um, they know. And they know, and it's, it's, I, I like it. I like that in the sense that there's some ownership and I want them to have ownership in it. Um, but you know, we, we talk about leaders and we, and we, and as coaches, we're talking to specific kids about specific things, but the whole captain thing is either for grandma or your college resume, I think half the time. And I tell them that, I mean, I'm pretty blunt about it. It's like, yeah. this, that doesn't make you the leader. Correct. Um, and we, so we have those discussions before that. And, you know, and what's, you know, COVID kind of put a little bit of step back that I had to reestablish some of these things, but it was just, things were just kind of passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. Um, which is a, a huge cultural thing that I think is as coaches, we can do a good job on too, but. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, what's really important for coaches, if you are going to select captains and number one, I do it different every year. I, I look at my team. There are years I don't have captains, uh, much like what you do. There's years where, uh, but we talk about leadership all the time. We talk about leaders. We talk about collective leadership. We talk about the different types of leaders, which we've done. So, I mean, we talk about leadership. Now, captains are those, yeah, the people that go to the center circle and maybe have the connection with the officials at the beginning. But what I do at the beginning of the year is, is we have a, a three, four-page document called a self-perception survey that I give my kids. And I do this for role definition. I do this for leadership development. And so kids, I, I'm guiding them through what I want in a leader, what I'm looking for in a leader. Who are the um, who are the three toughest kids on our team? Who are the three most positive kids on our team? Who are the three, who are the kids that you want with the ball in their hand at the end of a game? You know, just I guide them through these questions. And then at the end of that guiding, I ask them based on everything that we just talked about that is the makeup of a leader. If you had to pick two kids that are the two best leaders on our team, who would they be? And then they do that. And then I look at this and then I make a decision what I want to do with leadership after that. Because if I have five, six different kids that are all out there, I may not have captains. I may, you know, and, and we've, we're at this long enough. I kind of know, you know, you know, I know who I want our leaders. I want our tone setters to match our captains. That's really my, my ultimate goal. The other thing I do with that, that is a little bit of a side note, but since we're talking about the self-perception handout, and and this is probably a whole nother podcast, but we're in the preseason. I have the kids. Okay. I say, if we had a game tomorrow, Okay. Um, who's going to be our top five and who are going to be our first three kids off the bench and who's going to be our second tier off the bench. And I want you to list these out, including yourself in this list. Okay. So every kid confidentially makes a list of roles. You, you do this preseason. Yep. Yep. And we do this, and then, and, and I, we do this postseason too, because, yeah. and we do it for an entire program. So, if, you know, we don't tend to put the freshmen in, but sophomores through seniors, we do the exact same thing because at postseason, I want to have the discussion. And then I love that doing the preseason part too, because 
it's really about discussions. Like if you, you think you're number totally. two and you're really number 12, yep. then we got to have that. I love that and perception so we, thing. I, I have it. And then, you know, we're both math nerds. So right. I take that and I put it on a spreadsheet and I average it out and I take max and min and, you know, everything. And I'm looking at the difference between what they rate themselves, where they think they're at, where the team is, and then where I think they're at. And I know before the season starts, because then I have my individual player meetings as we're starting the season, if I have to have an, a discussion with a kid because their role may not be what they thought, right? right. And I always preface it, things change, roles change, but mm-hmm. this is right now, if we had a game tomorrow, where would we be? You know, and, and then where do you want to be? Where can you be? What are your goals? So when do you anyway, do that's that in all, the preseason? When do you do that in the preseason? I, I do it a at our preseason meeting, which is a couple, when we get together before the first practice, usually the Thursday before the first practice, Um, it's based on the summer after you selected the team or how does that work? Yeah, no, it's before, but we don't generally have to make cuts. I mean, when when we have to make cuts, it's taking a couple juniors and maybe shifting them down to JV. You know, we don't have to necessarily always cut. We've been pretty fortunate that way. Wow. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a yeah, that's that's nice because I, I probably cut more kids than you have in your team, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> it, they kind of sort themselves out through the you know, through their development, and and we're a smaller school, so I right. think that helps as well. Yeah, I love that. I love that though, because it does give it does give that perception. <clears throat> I, I, I like that. Um, all right, any other things on on captain selection or thoughts on captains? No, I, I think just in summary, you need leaders. You don't need captains. There's a lot of ways to select a captain if you choose so, but you need to be purposeful and you really need to communicate with the kids what you look for in a leader. And I wouldn't even use the word captain in a leader and how that fits with your goals for your team. And I think that's the biggest message for coaches. I think that name needs to change. Maybe that's the push we got to have. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, is it hockey that has the C on it? Like I know change hockey. it to an L. Yeah, something <laughs> like leader. It should be leader, leader yeah. rather than captain. I know. Maybe yeah. we'll, that will be our big push. All right, till next go. week, coach. Sports Social Podcast Network.